0: complete tech heads. welcome running baby complete tech heads. welcome running baby complete tech welcome running baby complete tech welcome running baby hello friends and welcome back to the complete tech heads with me Tom Edwards this week i am talking about ex a brand new ai firm that have just raised 14 million dollars to create a thermodynamic god as it's been described by some people on twitter so i'm gonna drop that in just a second it's uh, originally been live streamed so you'll hear the full stream just before i do i want to make a request which is that i can see in my analytics that i've got far more listeners than i have subscribers or reviews Now, I haven't ever asked for reviews or subscriptions before, but it really would help me out if you are a regular listener. And if you do enjoy the content that I'm putting out there, it would be amazing if you could subscribe on whatever platform you use. And if you have time, I would really appreciate uh, any positive reviews you've got time to drop on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me grow Show and to attract better and better guests. Um, I've got some amazing ones lined up to talk about nuclear power, to talk about longevity, and of course to talk about the AI revolution. So I'm super excited for 2024. 2023 has been an amazing year. Listener numbers have really been accelerating in in recent weeks and months. Um, so really appreciate all of you. Uh, I can see the listens coming in. Uh, if as I say, you've got time and the inclination, then any subs and reviews you care to give would be greatly appreciated. Anyway, for now, here is me talking about the new thermodynamic god AI that is about to be unleashed on the world. Exciting times. Complete. Hello friends, Uh, here I am and welcome back to my stream. Today I am talking about a brand new type of AI which has just been announced today, or rather a seed round for this new type of AI has just been announced today. $14 million of seed funding to a company called Extropic, who are, in the words of one commentator, building a thermodynamic... God, AI. Um, so it seems like a pretty wild story. Um, I am going to take you through all of it. Um, and our story begins with a Twitter account called Based Beth Jezos. Uh, so many of you may have heard of this, um, of this person uh, who is a leading voice in the EAC movement on Twitter, which is accelerationism. Uh, That's to say it's kind of the opposite of Doomerism, uh, which is, you know, the people who kind of say that they want to slow down AI. People like Liron Shapira, who I've had on the show previously, have talked about the existential risk to humanity from the acceleration of AI. EAC is kind of a counterpoint to that, which is saying that actually the moral imperative is on us to accelerate AI as quickly as we possibly can because it can bring such tremendous benefits to us as a species. So I can kind of understand some of these points of view when you think about things like medical science, when you think about things like cancer, for example, or when you look at, um, the protein folding problem, which has essentially been solved by DeepMind, you can start to understand how we could advance these kinds of technologies in a way that may eradicate disease. We may be able to cure cancer once and for all with advanced AI technology. And so that kind of thinking is really at the heart of the EAC movement. And one of the leading voices, as I say, was a man called Beth Jezos. Um, So I'm going to share my screen so you can um, see who it is I'm talking about. Uh, Let's find him. So, this guy here, Beth Jezos, um, chief accelerator and founder at EAC and founder of Extropic AI, who are the company who have just announced this seed round. Now, Beth Jezos was anonymous until very recently when he was doxxed by Forbes. So you can see the article here. Uh, I'm going to share. You can see Forbes did this whole kind of expose on Beth Jezos, who, as it turns out, is a man called Willem Verdon. Uh, And Willem Verdon is a really interesting guy. So he is the founder of IAC, based Beth Jezos. He's also the founder of this company called Xtropic, who have announced their seed funding. So I'm going to share my screen and show you Extropic. This is them, and this is the announcement of their seed funding round. And the announcement is just here. And the announcement has this um, little right through at the beginning, which I'll read out. So the era of omnipresent generative AI is imminent. Timelines have been accelerated. The future must come to pass. Extropic is building the ultimate substrate for generative AI in the physical world. Building an AI supercomputer by harnessing the first principles of thermodynamics and information like an alien would. Uh, th- with this fundraising announcement, ExTropic crosses a significant checkpoint in the timeline, a milestone in wielding the techno capital machine to birth a core technology for our civilizational trajectory. The ExTropic AI supercomputer thus begins assembling itself from the future. So it sounds like some kind of weird sci-fi graphic novel, but this is actually a thing. And what they're talking about doing is building a new generation of AI using fundamental physics. So briefly I'll I'll get into what it is that they're actually doing, or as far as I understand it now, I'm not a, a physicist, but I've, I've been doing a bit of background reading, but first of all, let's just look at this guy, Willam. So he is pre-ex-Google. So he was the quantum tech lead at the physics and AI team at Alphabet's X. He pioneered a plethora of quantum technologies with wide-ranging applications from perception, communication, and representation learning. He's regarded as a pioneer of the field of quantum deep learning, founding what later became Google's TensorFlow quantum project. So he's clearly an expert in quantum computing, which is a very advanced field of computing, which uses um, this uh, advanced understanding of quantum mechanics to build computers in an entirely different way from the way that we currently understand them. So what's important here is understanding what current AIs are built on, what current computers use, and what potentially this new kind of AI might be built on. So first of all, now I'm not an expert on building chips, but just to give you a brief understanding, CPUs are optimized for serial tasks. As you can see here, GPUs are graphics processing units. So they were originally built to process graphics and things like video games. And what they're very good at is processing lots of things all at the same time. Now, this, this was almost sort of stumbled upon. The um, AI technologies that were that were built on them was, was almost by accident. They weren't designed for AI, but they are now a big part of the reason why NVIDIA has gone stratospheric in terms of its share price, because these types of chips are really fundamental. But it looks like what Extropic are going to be doing is creating a whole new type of substrate, basically, on which to build AI. And they talk about it being based on fundamental physics. So what they're essentially saying that they want to do, and I'll share my screen again, is thermal computing. So you can see here, Extropics doing thermal computing and what based Beth Jezos is saying is that quantum is too far away because it has to be infinitely cold, which is impractical. Whereas thermal computing is using the same kind of physics, but not with these extreme cold temperatures. So it seems to be using temperature as another variable as part of the compute. So I did a bit of digging and I found this paper from Cornell. Uh, I'm just going to make sure that you can see that on the stream. Yes, you can. So thermodynamic computing via autonomous quantum thermal machines. So here they're developing a physics based model for classical computation based on autonomous thermal machines. So these machines consist of interacting quantum bits connected to several environments at different temperatures. So that's the key thing here. Heat flows through the machine are exploited for computing so what they're doing is using that temperature variation as as a data input now what's interesting is that um i, I spoke to joseph jacks on on the on the podcast uh, a few months ago who was saying that there is really no source code for ai he uh, advocates calling it open source um sorry Open weights rather than open source because it's just a series of probability weights. So it's really, really you can you can store a lot of these large language models on like um, uh, CSV files, you know, like Excel files because it's just probability weights. So if you kind of extrapolate that, what what LLMs are doing is kind of using all of these probabilities across a GPU in parallel to to kind of compute probabilities. And in the case of an LLM, compute the probability of what the next token is going to be. What, so they're predicting the next word. So presumably what thermodynamic computing is going to do is create some kind of, um, kind of uh, quasi-quantum computer as the substrate through which to build an AI. Now, if I take you back to the extropic release... You can see that they are really going into a bit of detail here, so I'll read some of this. As generative AI begins to eat the world, our appetite for scalable, cheaper, faster and more efficient compute is becoming insatiable. One then wonders, given the dawn of the generative AI first era, could we fundamentally reimagine what is a computer? One could imagine a computer which instead of suppressing the natural entropy of the world achieves symbiosis with it leveraging it as an asset one could imagine a computer which instead of being imperatively programmed naturally finds a way to program itself to learn representations of this world one could imagine a computer that's so efficient that it would truly enable us to scale generative ai to the world circumventing the need to massively scale energy production so this is really interesting because A lot of the talk about AI revolves around, around scaling AI, sorry, revolves around this energy production. Uh, And a lot of people are talking about nuclear. A lot of people are talking about scaling up renewables in order to power all of these um, energy hungry LLMs. So presumably building thermodynamic uh, compute means that they can almost uh, make use of the kind of ambient temperature in the world as part of its compute, thus being able to scale it to a far greater degree very, very quickly. So I presume people on the Duma side may be incredibly worried by this because it just takes away another barrier to explosive growth. And at the moment, one of the barriers to explosive growth is the number of data centers, the number of GPUs, the fact that that LLMs do require a huge amount of compute, what they're essentially presumably trying to do is to remove that bottleneck to enable LLMs to grow at an exponential rate. So this would put that power in the hands of everybody all at once. Some would say that's democratizing intelligence, democratizing information. Some would say that that's a very reckless and dangerous move because it gives a huge amount of power to anybody who wants it. So I'd love to know what you guys think in the comments, whether this is indeed a very dangerous thing to be doing or whether it is in fact um, super exciting. It's also interesting to see that they are really trying to build a new paradigm here. So another, another interesting part of this is that One of the principles of AI advancing that that people are starting to notice is that um, basically the the human doing the programming actually just becomes um, a problem. They get in the way. So they found this when they were programming chess computers, uh, Deep Blue, I think it was called. They started programming it with human knowledge based on what all of the chess players were saying. You need to know this. You need to know that. And they did okay. But what they actually found is that when they allow the computer to learn by itself, it actually does much better, much quicker. So it seems like what they're essentially trying to do here, they say, One could imagine a computer, which instead of being imperatively programmed, naturally finds a way to program itself to learn representations of the world. So that it seems like what they're essentially trying to do is just remove all of the human programming altogether and allow the AI to do as it pleases and understand the world in its own way. That, again, potentially very exciting, potentially terrifying. Um, I really don't know which. Um, I'm super excited to see. You know how this goes. Um, one final note that I will make on this is the is the other people that are involved. So we've we've spoken about Willem Verdon here. Next one, Trevor McCourt, extropic CTO, was originally a mechanical engineer. Uh, worked on TensorFlow Quantum with Willem, uh, and then they have clearly worked closely together on quantum computing. Uh, the next one, Christopher Chamberlain, principal architect, widely regarded as one of the most eminent quantum computer architects. So they've clearly got some super smart people. They've got a lot of money. It's going to be exciting to see where this goes. I would love to hear what you guys think about this new technology, this new funding, where you think Extropic are going, what you think of based Beth Jezos, and essentially, I would love to hear from you about the very heart of this argument, which is accelerationism versus AI risk. Should we be accelerating AI as quickly as we can in order to solve all of the problems facing us as a species, like curing cancer, like solving uh, Alzheimer's, like solving all of these kind of chronic diseases, like solving aging, or should we in fact be trying to slow it down as much as we possibly can because the risk is too high. Is it, in fact, inevitable that if AI becomes too powerful, it will harvest us for resources or it will fear that we're going to switch it off and therefore enslave us all? Is intelligence too powerful of a thing to let run wild? Or is, in fact, intelligence at its very core an amazing thing that we should be trying to create more and more of. I really don't know the answer. That is part of the reason for setting up this channel is to try to get to the bottom of of where we should be as a species and to try and explain some of these things as best I can. As I say, I'm not a quantum scientist. Uh, I don't know the hardcore programming details of quantum computing, but I'm gonna be taking a closer look at this paper that I shared with you earlier, Thermodynamic Computing via autonomous quantum thermal machines and frankly I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about thermodynamic computing in the future so that's it from me for this week as i say I really want to hear what you guys think in the comments are there any experts on thermodynamic computing i would love to get some guests on please drop your recommendations down in the comments if there's anybody that you think i should be speaking to about this but for now that's it from me for this week i hope you'll have An amazing week and yeah, get in touch. Let me know what you think.